Hello, and welcome to Quirk and Circumstance, a podcast about living a life outside the box. Even if you spend the majority of your time in a cubicle or within the boundaries of a role like parent, professional, or something else. I'm your host, Kat, and in this episode, my wonderful friend Jennifer, who is also a radio host extraordinaire, joined me for a posture slash standing up straight challenge. Though it also became about power posing, which is a technique that has drawn some controversy because of some mixed research on its effectiveness. But anyway, let's just get right into it. Take a listen. Well, thank you so much, my friend, Jennifer Robin, for joining me today. Catherine, I mean, excuse me, Cat. I would do this for no one else. <laughs> This is, this is real and true to my heart and, and a difficult subject to talk about. So if any random stranger would have asked me, I would have said no. <laughs> well, okay, so, so you, bring up, you bring up a good point being the subject of our topic today, which is posture and power posing. And so, you know, every, every episode, I, you know, I, I pull in a friend and we pick a challenge to try for two weeks. And I sent you a handful of ideas, and the one that you picked was about posture and power posing. So, you know, I'm wondering why this one out of the other, and I can't even remember what the others were, but why this one, um, why, why do you think this one jumped out to you? Because I have been trying to shrink for 20-something years. Hmm. Um, I blossomed early and it wasn't like a little blossom. It was like a continuous seasonal <laughs> blossoming and harvest. <laughs> and being an outgoing, loving person, I was noticing that my, that my breasts were intimidating people or overstimulating people or drawing attention. All, all these things were in response to, to my chest. So I started hunching, and the older I got, I wanted to intimidate people less. So I hunched more and more and more to the point to where I have um, lower back and hip problems from trying to hide. It's crazy. All from just kind of changing your posture so that your breasts were not prominent. If I could, like, walk on all fours to keep people from looking at my boobs, I would. You know, it is so interesting what we can do, like the ways that we can contort ourselves so that we don't um, impact other people in a way that we don't want, right, to try to be able to move through the world in an easier way. But, you know, when it really came back around, it ended up being something that's not good for you, right? Like it's damaging your back. Yes. Yes. Me, Me not dealing with whatever this Bristol issue is, is is negatively in, impacting my physiology, and that's why this challenge in the next couple weeks, you know, uh, I'm talking to you and documenting this is so important for me to, to pull myself out of that. I'm almost 40 years old, and this I feel like an, an intimidating teenager again. So there's 20-something years of issues stuck within this posture. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can definitely relate. I mean, for me, I um, I have always had really small, 
smaller breasts. I've always been on the smaller side. However, I've had back stuff and I've had kind of a hunching posture for years and years. And at different times, I've worked on it, you know, in different ways. Um, but, you know, I've gone to physical therapy and I've done, you know, all kinds of things to try to help with, um, with my back. And, you know, I try to get massages, you know, whenever I can and, um, and really take care of it. But, you know, it's, it's interesting. One of the, one of the inspirational reads that we had for this episode, um, wasn't so much a read, it was a video and it's about power posing, um, by a woman named Eddie, Amy Cuddy, who's a social scientist. And her whole thing is that you can stand in a certain pose for a couple of minutes, and you do it privately. You don't, like, go out and stand in front of people unless you really want to. But um, but the idea is you do it privately, and it actually can change the hormonal balance in your body. So it can increase testosterone, making you feel more powerful, and it can decrease cortisol, which is a stress response hormone, which makes people, you know, reactive and, and, and kind of stressed out. So it decreases cortisol, increases testosterone, making you feel more powerful. So it's it's kind of interesting because, you know, we do know people take on certain poses that are less powerful, like the hunching or wrapping in on ourselves, you know, kind of touching the neck is another sort of non-powerful pose. And what Amy Cuddy said is that if you can take those couple of minutes to stand in a powerful pose, you can change those hormones and change how you're feeling about yourself. And then you're more likely to kind of be more upright and be less hunchy anyway. What did you think when you when you saw that video and heard some of her thoughts? Well, what I thought was interesting was, as you mentioned, the hormonal aspect of just mm-hmm. standing. Um, I thought that hormones were something you're born with, the levels are what they are, and they stay the same without medication. Mm-hmm. So feeling as a powerful, capable, awesome individual, yet carrying myself in in a guarded, intimidated way, I'm wondering to how much hormonal change I am limiting myself, forcing, and you know what I mean, like you're talking about mm-hmm. the standing up straight to increase hormones, I'm wondering how much of my hormones I'm destroying by continuously hunching. So I found oh, that illogical aspect. Am I forcing myself to be in, an, in, in a less intimidating person in two ways, you know, physiologically and um, emotionally? It's weird. It's all weird. Well, and it's kind of, you know, it makes me think of one thing because I think you are, you know, just like the bee's knees, right? Like you are an amazing, amazing person in this world. And so it's kind of like, what would Jennifer be capable of if she was also standing up straight and, and physically her hormones and her body was feeling in balance? You know what I mean? It's like you're already doing great stuff. So like, would you then be superhuman? Is that where you're going? Yeah, <laughs> would you know? Um, I always thought I could fly, but you made me believe it. You know, <laughs> so um, I, I really am. But but I'm also nervous at that. If I step into my power, am I going to be more irritating and intimidating? And that's not what I want to bring to the world. So this whole aspect of nonverbal expression is now even more fascinating. How can I stand up? But still project to the world that I'm not going to eat them. I just want to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's almost like you 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 have overcorrected in a certain way, and I've done the same thing. Yeah, right? I've absolutely done the same thing. I've overcorrected. You know, I'll be in a meeting at work with a bunch of people around the table. Usually, I don't feel afraid of talking, but sometimes I'll feel stage fright all of a sudden, and then I'm noticing, oh, I have my hand, like my head's on my hand, and my hand's kind of near my throat, which is apparently the least powerful pose you can have. <laughs> Right? And I, I'm doing all of these things, and I'm going, like, don't call on me, don't call on me, don't call on me. Like, in class or something. You yeah. Know? And it's like, no, and you're a teenager the... again. It does yeah. it takes you back to someone. Right. So so there's that. So it felt like for this challenge, we kind of it, – it felt important to, you know, to dive in a little bit to thinking about and talking about and considering – the the psychological aspects, the interplay between our physicality yes. and what's happening inside of us. And then the the other piece of it is really just the mechanics, right? And I know you're going to go to the chiropractor later today. I've been to some physical therapists, and we're both probably going to have some little exercises that yes. um, I know I have some, and your chiropractor will probably have some for you. Um, so, you know, my hope for this challenge is that we can each spend about 15 minutes every day on posture, and it can be power posing, it can be exercises from the chiropractor or the physical therapist, it can be, um, I have this other article that I sent you that's about, you know, one trick for sitting up straight or for standing up straight is um, to, like, hinge your hips in a certain way when you sit. Another one is to turn your palms up. That just seems to be some weird thing that happens when you turn your palms up, suddenly your spine kind of goes up a bit. So, I, I care less about what the specific thing is that we do, but just more that, you know, we're each taking like a set, you know, 15 minutes a day to just like really kind of focus on and be mindful about posture, whatever that means. Yeah, consistency and commitment. That's what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm going to bring to the table. And then sort of like keeping track, you know, throughout the couple of weeks about what it is that we did and how it felt, you know, and how it felt in the world to be in a meeting maybe and for me to not put my hand on my throat or, you know, hunch over to like sit back and put my shoulders back. Well, watching Cuddy's TED Talk, mm -hmm. um, I noticed that when I am in my broadcast booth during my program or before my program, I don't mm -hmm. even sit down. I am standing up. Mm -hmm. I am ready. I am pumped. I'm a to it's a totally different thing. So watching all those body poses, mm -hmm. power, non-power, um, I really do have the capability of, of taking that. But for some reason, the second I leave the booth, it's like, okay, kid, I'm not going to bite. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're in the booth, you are literally running the show. Like, you are running the show. Right, like it's your show, it's your world, you have control of it, you're doing it, right? Like it's all, it is, it's your world, and so you get to be the boss, and you are in ultimate control and power over it. So that and makes trouble, sense, baby. right? Yeah. And trouble, baby. You know it. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. You're blowing my damn mind. Well, what do you so think is going to be... What? What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what do you think is going to be the the hardest? about this challenge over the next couple of weeks? I think that I am fine on my own doing exercises and power poses and being enthusiastic and powerful. My challenge is going to be taking that outside of my comfort zones, my bubble, doing it at the grocery store. The grocery store is my number one place 
to hunch over as much as possible. That's mm-hmm. the general public. So I want to go to the grocery store standing up straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I want to take this in, into the world and really, you know, force myself to, to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think, I think it's going to be hard for me to, some of it's in the world, and I think some of it, too, for me is when I'm by myself. I think there's a part of me that feels like it's so much effort to stand up completely straight. Right. Right? And so then when I'm by myself, I'm like, oh, God, I can hunch all I want, you know? Like, I'm just going to be over here hunching because I can. And, you know, in, in thinking about that TED Talk and how it affects how you are, it's like, you know, even that time when I'm by myself, if I'm hunching, I'm communicating to myself, you know? So can I try to be more conscious in my time when I'm alone about sitting up straight and, you know, keeping myself kind of like erect, erect and proud? Jesus and Jen are watching you. <laughs> um, no, I totally hear you because there's no accountability. You do what you feel, com- you know, there's not anything pushing you or yelling at you, so... To revert back to our comfort hunches. Right, right, absolutely. So yeah. part of the hunching is a protective pain thing, too. So Oof. that's why this is, I, I just, I'm so enthusiastic about this because anything to help relieve some of that chronic pain, anything that I am doing subconsciously or consciously to make this worse, Mm-hmm. I, I want to work on, you know, so getting through my kitty issues and I don't even want to date because when I do, I'm assuming there's some like, there's some breast motivated perv job. So it's like, even when I interact with other, the other sex or somebody I want to make out with, I'm still hunching because I'm trying to hide that part mm-hmm. to make sure they're focusing on, You know, so there's so much around this that I'm really looking forward to. And I really, really, really appreciate you thinking of me and tolerating all my ramblings. I, like, really love you. Well, I love your ramblings. I think they're charming. And I'm curious about, there was part of that essay that I sent that was about breasts and this woman, you know, kind of struggle with, having larger breasts and it affecting her posture and, um, and, and just, and what that meant for her psychologically in the world. And, um, she said, you know, she she would have so when she would try to talk about it, the question that would come up from people is, well, why don't you get a breast reduction? And she was kind of like, F you. Why do I have to have surgery in order to be in the world and be comfortable and fit in clothes? Like, why do I need to to, to cut my body for that? And, and I scar big. I keloid. So to me, ruining a perfectly good pair of breasts, to Frankenstein them is absolutely out of the question. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had people not say that to you? Yes. My own mother. I'll pay for it. So, so and, and what do you say to that? I I don't I scar. I don't want to ruin my I I got good boobs, they're just big and annoying. <laughs> so why but would I want another part of you? Right. Yeah. Right. I'd like to to tell the world to change, not me. I don't know. Does that make sense? No, it does. It absolutely does. It does. And and you ever? I always wanted to be you for decades. 
is, you know, something I had to work through. Not you, you know, specifically, but wanting to be something that you weren't built as. And you're never going to be. Right. So comparing myself to a standard that is physiologically impossible is just making myself crazy. Right, right. No, or I get assuming, that. Or assuming you had an easier, better run at it because you didn't look like me. You know? Right. So it, there's so much attached to these titties. It's crazy. You know, what you're speaking to is that comparing thing that we have with, you know, with, with our friends or with, you're right, with the standards of beauty in the world. And it's kind of like if you have curly hair, you want straight hair. If you're short, you want to be yep. tall. If you, you know, and, and at what point does it get to be okay that we're all just different, unique, and beautiful people in the world? Yes. You know? Or my heart or my brain isn't going to change if I look like somebody else. Life's still going to be what it is. Yeah. No one person has a skip in the park. We're all equally screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I am so excited to be embarking on this challenge with you. Um, I am super thrilled to touch base again in a couple of weeks and see how it went. And here we are, two weeks later, checking in after the challenge. Um, it feels so formal. I, uh, I am really excited to talk to you about this challenge and I'm also not as excited to talk to you about this challenge because I feel like I did not do it 100%. And I'm curious how you did. Um, well, let's just start. So our challenge was about posture, right? And we were going to have a couple different ways of approaching it. And for you, that included, you know, going to the chiropractor and doing exercises. And for me, it included doing some exercises from a physical therapist and also some of these power pose exercises. Um, so let's just start with, like, the first kind of general question. How did it go for you? Well, I think that your challenge and just stuff in my life all kind of synced up to something good. Um I have felt stuck with terrible posture, and after watching Cuddy's video and seeing the actual physiological damage I was doing to myself by by not standing up straight, by shrinking myself, by pretending that I'm um, not an alpha, (laughs) and um, what was her name, the the big-breasted essay, It, it gave me the permission to start walking upright because mine was in twofold. I mean, I'm hunching, I'm endowed. It was, it, it, it became a weird psychological issue. So those two things synced up and gave me permission to start standing upright. Mm-hmm. And the power posing, two minutes seemed like forever. Yeah. For a while. But I noticed that when I started getting freak out, overwhelmed, I would power pose, not even for the whole two minutes, but just to stop, recirculate, you know, shuffle some stuff around and, and you know, kind of calm down. Yeah, almost so, like a reset button, it sounds yeah. like. 
Because since I've talked to you too, I've been given a whole 15 hour day of programming. Right. And, and the cutties fake it till you believe it versus fake it till you make it and still feeling like an incapable fraud, you know, really helped me kind of go, well, they wouldn't have handed me the keys of the castle if I wasn't capable. Right, right. So let, yeah, so let's explain that a little bit. So, so part of your profession, you work in radio and you, um, you host a program that really sort of celebrates and explores Native American and indigenous cultures. Right. And, and the arts, right. So you have music and then you also have interviews with community leaders. Am I getting that? Is there anything else I'm missing about the the program? No, that's it. It's, I, I have to, um, somehow get, indigenous sights, sounds, interviews, story. I have to pack like our entire life into two hours every week. <laughs> yeah. And so and and so then since we started the challenge, you then were given this great opportunity, this fifteen hour broadcast, but you've got to fill that entire time. Yes. Without and what is it playing music for fifteen hours. <laughs> right. Right. So it's exciting. But it's also a huge project. Yes. So this whole other thing of, you know, uh, uh, really trying to believe in myself the way that they believed in me. Mm-hmm. So trying to to stand upright and step into step into that role, not just for this project, but in general, has been a huge challenge and terrifyingly weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I echo, you know, that two minutes felt like a long time for me. <laughs> it really, really did. Um, I think, you know, I I really noticed once I started trying to just keep my body upright in meetings and be aware of it every day at work, I, I recognized how often I hunched without realizing it how often I put my hands in front of my mouth or in front of my neck, um, which is one thing that in that Amy Cuddy video she said was really, like, super body protective and um, and a really, really small behavior to be making. It was, like, covering your mouth in some way. You know, and I feel like, oh, I'm just resting my head on my hand, but then somehow, like, my hand kind of moves over and I'm kind of covering my mouth or – you know, I'm I'm sort of like playing with my necklace and I have my hands in front of my neck. So it just was it was good to think about like, okay, just sit back, spread your shoulders out and just put your hands on the table, you know, and just listen. Um and embody your whole body, not just your torso and then covering protecting your torso. So I I thought that was definitely really interesting. I I also had the stars align in a way, um one of the things that I have started doing is um, volunteering at the local, like, YWCA. They have this program for um, women who are just kind of getting back into a career after a period of um, hardship. So maybe, you know, a struggle with addiction or maybe a struggle with um, incarceration or maybe, you know, like different things, right? And so they have these events where they have professional women who are further along in their careers come and just kind of support and be a part of the evening. So I went this month and they brought in a speaker to talk about body language and posture. 
And she said all the things that Amy Cuddy said, you know, and then some. And she had us all practicing together, you know, sitting up straight, (laughs) embodying our entire bodies, and talking together about, you know, ways that we didn't realize that we were kind of undermining ourselves with our posture. So it was a really cool evening and a great timing, too. It was, like, just another way to practice some of the things that we were working on. And did it... Did did it help give you cues to get you upright? Because I yeah. felt like I had to consciously, I'm still consciously standing up straight. You know what I mean? Like this isn't a, oh, look, I, it, you know what I mean? Like it's still this conscious, where are your shoulders? Yeah, you still have to, yeah, you still have to take that effort or make that effort. No, it didn't. There was nothing in the two weeks that made it like it was second nature. I'm still... I'm still Damn it. Well, actually, no. Let me take it back. Let me take it back. Okay. Okay. So here's what it is. There are periods where I've had to be conscious of it, and there are periods where I've gone, wow, you know, like, get your shoulders back, you know. And I have a standing desk at my work, and so I have a chair I can sit on, but I choose to try to stand at the standing desk instead of sitting most of the time. Um, and so I would often do kind of like do sort of a power pose when I'm standing at my desk and working. Right. Um, and I found that, you know, when I would do that kind of thing or I would spend some time really, you know, kind of focusing and being intentional about how my body was positioned at the desk, then it would stay for a while, you know. But I have to kind of check in about it again later in the day. So, so that's yeah. where I feel like everything was undone for me was, okay, so I can now grocery store without feeling totally self-conscious. My actual need to stand up straight is more important than their perceived, you know, my my imagined reactions of people. So mm-hmm. that shalala. But sitting in the car and then computer seems to undo everything that I feel like I've done. Because I'll be in the car and realize I'm totally hunched oh, and yeah. yelling at people. Oh, or yeah. two hours into this editing, I'm like totally hovered. Yeah. I wonder if for those kinds of things, if it would make sense to do, um, you know, like a little timer reminder, you know, like every yeah. half hour or so, just like a little ding on the phone that's like, hey, check your posture. Where's your shoulders? Yeah, just check your posture. Yeah, roll them back. Well, because um, then there's like, that Get increase. up and wiggle your body. Yes, and then there's that increase of stress hormone starting again. So I'm hunched. Mm-hmm. I'm already stressed, and I'm doing my body a disservice. Right. Right. I think just standing upright, I'm curious about about that, because both of us type, 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 hover, edit, type, 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 read, read, type. It's your eye, and then we're old now, so I have to wear glasses, so then there's punch, squint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like we're embodying our 80-year-old selves already. Well, when I was at the chiropractor, he kept saying, at your age, at your age. And I stopped him, and I was like, what are you talking about at my age? And he said, well, almost 40. And oh, it was like this <laughs> slap in the face. Like, You're like, you stop that uh, right now. <laughs> but I don't feel like that. But here's yeah. habits moving forward into our 80s. Right. So if there's ever a time, now's the time. 
nice to, for us to get it together. And we still have decades of careers left. So I don't really want to learn to not stress myself out more because I'm in a posture that mm-hmm. makes my body stress out or, you know, just how to carry myself in a healthy way. So you you actually brought something to record your chiropractor appointment with you. And I know you said he was kind of in and out of the room, so the audio isn't, you know, it isn't 100% as awesome as we would have liked. But what do you think was, like, your 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 takeaway from that appointment where you spent a little more time talking about your posture now and moving forward? Well, I had an injury, and you hunch to protect an injury. Then you have compensatory pain, things that your body does because you're trying to protect this injury. So getting an anatomical understanding and look at what I'm doing to myself by just not standing up straight Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. Yeah. You know, seeing all the underlying muscles that attach to the spine that it's, you know, and pulling this here causes pain here and all, you know, just the cascade of what terrible posture can do. Mm-hmm. So that seemed to be like, well, holy cow, this is, I know now. So there really was no excuse to not, to not push for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will I will say too, I do notice that, you know, when I'm hunching, I'm not breathing as deeply, right? Which means I'm not getting as much oxygen into my body, which means again your like brain. at my brain, right? And the stress hormones again. So it's just I think you're right. There's so much that's all connected. Like it's really all connected. And I think for like ultimate wellness and ultimate, you know, health for our bodies, it does make sense to really be thinking about, you know, physically what's happening when we can stand up straight and to keep trying to work on that. And then also, you know, kind of psychologically, like what are we communicating to ourselves when we sit and stand in a way that feels healthy and strong? And then what are we communicating to others? You know, like if I'm in a meeting and I'm covering up my face or I'm covering up my neck or I'm hunching over, I'm sort of conveying that I don't feel like somebody can or should take me seriously. You know, but if I'm all the way there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm checked out somewhere, which I, you know, is possible. That happens from time to time. Um, but, you know, that's not how I'd like to be, right? Like, I'd like to be fully present and fully engaged and also feel like people can take what I have to say seriously. So, yeah. Well, you mentioned psychologically, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to offend people with my boobs. I don't. But mm-hmm. one of the comments the chiropractor made, he said, some ladies use their their breasts to flaunt and get attention, but he said, I can tell you're not like that. So him saying that was like, holy cow, anybody that knows me knows that 98% of the time I'm using them for good and not evil. (laughs) You know what I mean? That I'm not trying to get into the concert or free movie ticket. (laughs) You know? And that kind of was like, it cleared my psyche a bit that anybody that knows me knows that I can't control these things and I try not to offend people. So why am I hunching and cowering to people that I'm, I'm making it up in my head what they're thinking? That's stupid. I do love that hearing that from him kind of shook that thought loose from your mind. Yeah. 
you know, and it's something that yeah. you've carried with you a long time. So that's yeah. actually really powerful, right? It really it's was. Like, yeah, it's almost like um, like a bit of reality testing. Like we don't realize what kind of funny things we're telling ourselves about ourselves or about the world. And sometimes it's just the right person at the right time to say the right thing or like shake it loose, you know, and go, actually, yeah. that's, not, that's not the truth. Like people who do, they know you and they know you're not, yeah, you're not trying to influence the world with your breath. You're just not. Yeah. And so that, you know, all these little things, and even you coming in at the cosmic vortex with this challenge, <laughs> challenged me to do that extra push, though, and get back to the chiropractor and get back to a few-minute plan. If it's a few stretches and trying, I have to set a timer to stand up straight, and I swear, like, 20 seconds into it, I'm, like, staring at the timer again, going, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, just getting into this mental space of of taking care of myself. So, yeah, grocery stores, walking in public, that has – now, walking by a bunch of weirdo bikers, yeah, I am going to hunch a little bit and just kind of run. But for the most part, um, I've totally tackled just standing up, you know, walking upright in public, and I don't even care anymore. Yeah, well, and I feel like walking by a bunch of bikers is kind of like every lady's, you know, <laughs> moment, of, right? It's like everybody's got, no matter no matter your chest size, right? Like everybody's got to be like, I'm walking past a group of men. I'm going to assess the danger of this situation and take precautionary measures, right? So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a, that's a universal no matter your okay, body, good. you know, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, anything else you want to say about this challenge? Well, I I really appreciate you inviting me to do this, and I really appreciate the the resources that you gave me going into it. That Teddy video was about hormones and physiology and the the, the psychology of you know being an alpha and reading the Big Breast essay was more of the emotional aspect of somebody kind of going through what I've done. So those paired resources and both of us going to some kind of professional in this really just synced up is something that I felt confident to manage. Like I wasn't, here's a challenge and you're flailing. Mm-hmm. It was, hey, here's a challenge and some resources. Knock yourself out, kiddo. Yeah. Well, I I can't thank you enough for you know, take it on the challenge with me. It's something that I always have had to work on my posture. I will continue to have to work on. And it's also nice to know that there's like a, that I have a buddy in the world who will continue to work on this too. You know, so we can check in at any time aside from the podcast and just talk about how it's going. You know, I think it, it just, for me, it always helps to have another person in the world who's doing it too. I want to know that you're suffering a little bit somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's my, my um, sister, my sister and suffering. Now, before we wrap up, I do want to hear this. I do want you to describe for me and talk to me about the song that is giving you life. But before we do that, I want you to say a little bit about how people can listen to your radio show. What is it called? Where can they listen? Um, and any other information you want to give about it? So I am the hostess and producer of Resilience Radio mm-hmm. on KVMR, you can listen to a live stream or archive KVMR.org. Mm-hmm. I'm also on 105.1 The Bridge, Tuesdays 10 to 11, and Resilience Radio Thursdays 
10 a.m. to noon Pacific Standard Time. Oh, good. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And we have a Facebook, but just Facebook Resilience Radio, but I, I'm not too into it. <laughs> okay. I need, to, I need to get an intern. <laughs> can you get an intern? I bet you can. I bet you totally can. You know what? If we have a junior college close by. Well, you know what? A little enthusiastic, you know, fresh mm-hmm. flower who want to do stuff. Well, I mean, I think there's no reason we can't put the word out here for an intern. I mean, there may be some intern <laughs> responsibilities someone long distance could do. Yeah. You know, help you with maybe, you know, program planning, help you with research, maybe help with show notes, maybe help with social media. Yes, yeah, social that could media all be- is a big thing for me because I feel – and part of this this challenge to getting the confidence in the alphabet, it's hard to sell myself. I feel like an arrogant jerk. So I really struggle with social media. Look at me. This is what I'm eating. This is what I'm wearing. This is where I'm going, you guys. Look at me. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find that balance of confidence and standing my ground and believing in what I'm doing and not overselling it. Right. Right. <laughs> it's not that cool. I don't know. Uh, well, I think it's actually really cool. I do think it's really cool. And I can relate to a bit of that kind of imposter syndrome, you know, like, look at me, I'm doing all this stuff. But if I talk about it, then what does that say about me? And I think, you know, or you're, you're what was that? Or it jinxes it. Well, yeah, yes, then there's that too. But, um, but I think, you know, I think you are kicking ass at life. I think you're kicking ass at this radio show. If anybody has the opportunity, please go listen. Jennifer is um, smart and funny and approaches the interviews with um, knowledge and also, like, a good sense of humor and some irreverence. And I think it's fun. I mean, especially, you know, you're you're talking with people who are knowledgeable about, you know, the history of specific Native American tribes and different indigenous groups. And obviously the history is really heavy and it's very serious and you do take it seriously. So, oh, my God, like, I need you to do my commercial. <laughs> well, I think I just was. I think I just was. Oh, yeah, I need so, to copy that and put on repeat. Well, yeah, let's do it as much as you want. So here's here's what <laughs> I'm thinking. If anybody is interested in contributing to a program like that and helping Jennifer out in, in like, an intern capacity, um, they should email you at what email address? The Jiffer at Gmail. And that's J-I Frank Frank. M I Sam Sam at Gmail. Okay, and I'll put that um, email address in the show notes for today's program. Huh. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? Somebody's right? like, "I'm only going to social media, and I like Indians." <laughs> Listen, tell me about the song that's giving you life right now. So the song that is sustained giving me life is Nika Costas "Around the World." And just even it's starting, everyone around the world will find themselves about to fall. going through this stuff. I'm not the only one freaking out. I'm not the only one 
with an empty wallet. I'm not the only one with a crappy car. So there's this whole planet of people going through it. And in the song, just getting up. Okay, you're down. It sucks. But here's how you get up. And this life is a roller coaster of ups and downs. And you just cling to the ride. So it's always helped me not get stuck in my funk. I love it. I love it. And then what about the music side of it? Like, what do you like about it musically? Okay, she embodies the universe of funky soul, rock and roll, brilliant wisdom, lyrical miracles, okay? <laughs> lyrical miracles. Right? You know it. With anything Mika Costa does. I've met her like three times. I'm a pet. I didn't know you met her three times. Yeah, she has one of the yoga bags I made her. Gosh. French her guitar player like twice. What? But, um, but she, she actually wrote songs, um, wrote lyrics for Prince. I mean, there's a dozen Nika Costa songs that mm-hmm. that I use for miscellaneous, emotional whatever. Thank you for challenging me in my life. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for being in my life, period. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I adore you. I love you. Well, let's do some more challenges. Like, let's we will. Like a sweet challenge. A what challenge? Like a sweet challenge. Or a cat petting challenge. I don't know. Yes. I like it. Okay. We're, we'll, we will have another challenge very soon. All right. I love you so hard. And have a great program. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye, my friend. If you're enjoying the podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. For show notes, visit corkandcircumstance.com. And our intro and outro music is by the Tartu Pop and Rock Institute. Thanks for joining us.